Test, 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 test. Okay, that looks pretty good. <laughs> Season two, episodes one, two, and three. Oh, we're so thirsty, but we cannot drink and throw the one on fourth and rest it in peace. We can't find something that makes us come up, break down the walls and eat all your monster. If you come attack us, you become a delicious sacrifice, and we don't feel bad for you at all. And if you're in the server, come see me, come on, server, come to the 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 server, come so the title cards actually just continue numbering. So it's 26, 27, and 28. I realized that when I started watching the episodes, but it's too late now. So this is 25, 26, and 27, right? No, 26, it's 27, 20, it starts 28. Off on Season 1 ended on 25. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So 26? Yes. Is 26. the Beast Titan. 27? I'm home. Is does that sound correct? Yep. That title came up in this episode, and I thought it was kind of weird. But I sure. I, I started writing then... I started writing the titles down so I can confirm. <laughs> oh, okay. Then twenty eight is Southwestward. Hey guys, those are the episodes we watched this week, and this is Tea Time with Titans and Attack on Titan podcast, where we also drink tea most of the time. At least two of us. I do. don't. I'm Sullivan Harris. Uh, I'm watching the dub. Uh, for the second time, first time I watched this sub, and today I am drinking some, it's just called white tea. Uh, I don't think I've ever had it before, but it, it's pretty nice. Oh, I'm also the big schnoz titan, which I'm so excited to say we get to meet for the first time today. Hey, Sully. What's up, Brian? Has anyone ever told you that your ceiling is really, really cool looking? Oh, thanks. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not recording in my normal recording space today uh, because we're recording in the middle of the night and I don't want to wake my household members up. You should record in your parents' bedroom one time. For better context, all we see of Sullivan is his ceiling, a camera pointed straight up. Yep. <laughs> Wait, now now what can you see? Now we're seeing up his nostril. I see a little kid asking if we have games on his phone. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm Ben Max. I'm the beard, tits, and ass titan. <laughs> I'm um, not not drinking tea at the moment. I was just eating pumpkin pie, so that's pretty close. Mm. And I'm the sub dub and the manga viewer. Um, what's my introduction? Hi, I'm Brian. I'm the Sonic the Hedgehog titan. <laughs> um, and I watch the the I watch the dub because I'm a fucking because I'm a cuck. And uh, today I'm drinking. More healthy, healthy, good water. Fucking love water, dude. Season two, baby. We're on it. Yeah. Season two. New opening. Yes. New opening. This season starts out with a fucking bang. Uh, starts out with the old Shinzo Wo Sasageo. Uh, Brian, how do you like the new opening? Well, actually, okay. I have a question for you guys. Out of all... Out of all the openings that we've seen so far, I don't know how many other times it changes, if at all. Which opening is your guys' favorite? I think probably this one is my favorite, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that. Because I, I also want to say this one. This one is very good, and the next one I find really, really good, and the first time you hear it, you probably won't think it's that good. I'll really? Be honest. Yeah. Is and this so a we'll hot see take? When, you, when we get there. 
it's like it, it depends on your stance i feel like the more you view the show the more you love the opening okay but we'll we'll talk about that when we get to season three okay yeah i like i like them all you know they're the all first very good. one is probably the first one's probably the most iconic in my mind you know it is. like when i think of the show that's the one i think of but yeah this is the one where i'm like trying to think back to that glorious first time watching through this show and I'm like thinking how I was like snuggled up in my blankets. It was like a January morning. Uh, I was at my computer. I was drinking some hot cocoa, not tea. Uh, and like Shinzo Wosasagio is the one that comes in my head. And like this whole opening animated sequence, just because it's like, it was my favorite. And so much cool shit happens in this season as a little teaser that like this is the one I always uh, go back to personally. Um Brian, what did you think of um, all of the animals running alongside the Beast Titan? Was this in the intro? <laughs> Never mind, it, it clearly passed you over. It, it, I was curious if yeah, you noticed I don't think that. I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't realize that, no. I didn't see that. Well, we can go more into depth on the intro in the next episode, just because, and we're, we're talking about this before we started recording, but um, for some reason in the dub, which I know, Ben, you have an explanation, mm-hmm. so we'll get to that in a second, but for some reason in the dub on Hulu, and I guess, I mean, that's where Brian and I are watching it, but the, the, the intro is short. Like it's, it cuts out the entire middle of it. It just goes from the beginning straight it to does. the end. And I was really sad about that. Yeah. So here's the reason it's not just Hulu. It's the dub everywhere. You will find it. The intro is cut short and it's a really fucking stupid reason. It's because when it aired on Toonami, they cut the intro so they could have the proper amount of room for ad space. And then Ooh, whenever... Oh, my God. Typical it, whenever, American bullshit. Wow. And instead of instead of having a version with the original length intro, that's just the version yeah. the dub has. It seems like it'd be so easy to just slip them in for the home release, right? Nope. It's just going to have the cut opening. <laughs> That's insane, but I, I will say, and I, I took note of this, these episodes are long boys, at least compared to the first season. They are? Yeah, like, I think this first one was, like, 25 or 26 minutes, which is, like, it's short, but, I mean, the first episode had, or the first season had some, like, 18-minute long episodes. Yeah, because in the first, yeah, in the first season, like, each episode was around, like, 20 minutes, and I I didn't notice a length change. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't notice it all that much. It means you're sucked in. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one opens how all great stories do. And when I say that, I'm referring to the first Shrek movie. I guess all the Shrek movies. Uh, opens with a book opening with a spotlight on it. It does. Which I thought was bizarre. It's very Shrek-y. The first season does not open with a book opening, correct? No, the first season, it starts with the shot of the birds flying in the sky and pans over to the colossal titan standing at the wall. And now we're like, hello, readers, and welcome to (laughs) chapter 26. We've talked about this before, but season one aired in 2013. Season two aired in 2017. So a four-year gap between season one and two. Why? Was there, they were just taking their time? So the manga, they wanted the manga to get enough time so that they like wanted the manga to get way ahead of the anime because this has been a problem before in like the 2000s of like anime catching up to manga and then having to do shit tons of filler so that they can keep airing. Okay. All right. Or they'll just like 
come up with a story or right? come up with their <laughs> yeah. own plot that happened that happened with full metal alchemist but to tie that in that that's that's the reason why you get such a kind of thorough recap of the first season in the beginning oh yeah which i liked too it was like it was well done can i also just say that i i really like that this show like i feel like with other tv shows with something as big of a plot mystery as the wall titan is with other shows i feel like they would have dragged that out more but with attack on titan it literally goes right into like like what is the wall titan what is it doing there how did it get there like it's already questioning this stuff in the first episode of season two and i feel like it with any other especially like american television shows it would have they would have dragged that shit out until like the end of the season or something like that for sure yeah and i feel like a lot of that is um we talked we've talked about this before too but it's like the main characters of this show are smart like the leaders in this group are intelligent and so like right off the bat we have uh hanji talking to pastor nick and like kind of uh interrogating him but she has her theories and like is pretty sure she knows what's up. Like she's kind of just looking for confirmation at this point. Mm -hmm. But like by the end of these three episodes, we have a pretty clear idea of at least like the physics of what like physically is happening with the walls and the Titans, if not like necessarily the why or the how. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's the, the way the show gives you information is you never really fully solve the mystery at once. You kind of just kind of you get you get some pieces in episode three and then some pieces in the next season, episode one. Mm -hmm. And then as the show goes on, you can finally start to put all of the mysteries together. But um, yeah. I really like how it's like we get this wall tie in. We get a bit of information about it, but we don't really know the full answers at this point. Something I also love is that whenever the show gives you revelations like the Titan in the wall, it's like kind of giving you an answer like a little bit like it's getting you closer to an answer, but at the same time putting you so much further away from the answer. Like you're so much more confused. Like it adds to the mystery of the Titans. Well, even though it's like kind of starting to drive the plot forward of what does all of this mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about like the first half of this show is just like you end up with more questions than answers, even when you think you're getting answers. Lots of pastor Nick this episode. So he's like immediately he runs up to Hanji and he's like, yo, get a blanket over that thing's face. Do not let it see sunlight. Yes, he said, don't let the sun hit it, which is important because that's something the Survey Corps knew through experiments. But now we're seeing the wall church just knows that information. Well, because they get their energy from the sun, right? Mm -hmm. And he's saying, don't, so if he's he saying if the sun, if the sun gets on the Titan, that Titan's going to fucking well, go out. We also see because there's, oh, there's like the one shot where the Titan's eye literally starts mm -hmm. to like move a little bit. So he's like kind of waking up in a sense yeah so yes. it's like even after seeing the light just oh, for man. like a little bit he's already starting to like wake up i mean keep in mind the the wall the history of this world is the walls are at least 100 years old so that titan's just in theory been sitting there for 100 years if not more i really like when he's she's like holding him over the edge and he's like <laughs> draw yeah. unhand me and she's like that's what i plan to do and then he like goes like yeah. full suicidal and he's like do it fucking do it and then afterwards she says 
she said like oh it's a joke lighten up and i'm like yeah (laughs) and i'm like i don't think i could lighten up after almost being thrown off of a fucking wall yeah no he gives that whole like super eloquent speech about like relinquishing his life to the to the skies above and like dying for his cause and stuff and she's like oh lighten up I like uh, I did think there was some interesting word choices in here. So like we're we're always we're always getting monologues from people, especially Aaron, about uh humans being livestock, right? Mm-hmm. Uh who are just like cattle inside the walls. And Nick, when he refers to like all of his followers that got killed, referred to them as a flock. He says his flock has been devastated. Um I don't know if there's anything more to that, but I thought it was a, a neat little detail. I think I think that word choice is actually important. Good to know. I did good. <laughs> we also have so there was a quick little scene before this where um Erwin is being like I don't know, he's not really being briefed. Like other people are just coming up to me. He's like, yeah. dude, there's Titans in the walls. Why are you not freaking out? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> there's actually kind of Erwin kind of <laughs> shit. he looks a little pissed in this scene. Um and that you know you can kind of tell with his word choice. The someone's like, oh, I didn't know there were titans in the wall, and Erwin goes like, Of course not. There was only those who know who <laughs> yeah. knew, and those of us who didn't. Yeah, which is interesting because it's like he immediately is thinking, like, there are people who know about this. Like, there's no way this is just a coincidence. Yeah, like he's kind of. I think he's picking up on Pastor Nick's behavior and being like. This fucker knew. Then we get, so some fucking dude just comes blasting in on a horse and he's like, yo, Titans have breached Walrus. Um, and then this is when we get the very startling news that there are Titans inside Walrose. Um, Which is nuts because, you know, when this happened in the first season, it was like the biggest thing of all time. Did we lose Sullivan? Um, and <laughs> Did we? this time it's like, Sully. we're not even seeing it on I screen. I thought he was just taking a pause, um, so I took over. They're just telling us it, right? Hello? (laughs) And we cut to... Sullivan. uh, Sullivan. Sullivan. Where is everyone chilling at? What is this location? Is this the same castle that we're always at or what? Oh, dear. Oh, Oh, he's connecting. Hello? Oh, did his internet shit out? He has laser or fiber optic, right? He does. This is his internet? Hello? Hello? I lost service for a second. You lost oh, okay. you lost service. I don't, I don't know how, back, how long you were talking. <laughs> okay. Are we still we're still rolling, right? Yeah, when did I cut out? So we were talking about the, the line that the, there were those who knew and those who didn't. And at that point I said this is when we get the news that er, that there's Titans inside Walros. Okay, cool. I basically said the same thing, but it took me like five more sentences, so <laughs> <laughs> we're cool. Um but yeah, then we get we cut back. It's like twelve hours later. There, there's um, a cool visual rewind too, right? Like, it, yeah, it cuts through stuff that we haven't even seen yet. Um, and now we are in this like castleish area. Is this the same one that they took Aaron to and cleaned up before? That's what Chris said. I don't know if it is uh, for sure. I would have to review my knowledge on that. But we get we get to meet back up with our best friends, old Connie, old Sasha, or Barrelholt and Rainer, and like we didn't we didn't get to see him. Yeah, at the end of last season. I don't know if you've noticed this, Brian, but we're now kind of spending time with some of the other Survey Corps members we really haven't spent time with. I did I did notice that. Well, mainly because I didn't. Um, I couldn't remember who they were, so I kind of 
I kind of assume yep, that they I were the characters that yeah. I kind of assume that they were characters that we already had seen before. The only one, I, no, I think I, I was pretty familiar with them all at this point because at this point they were my favorites. Like Connie, I just fucking love. Sasha is like the funny one, and then Rainer is cool as hell. So at least those ones I was like caught up on. But I, it was like Krista and Ymir who I couldn't remember who the fuck they were when I first watched this. Yeah, I watched season two like months and months after season one, so I did not have Some any... Some people watched it years and years. Some people watched it years. <laughs> I was fairly lucky. I watched Attack on Titan season one in like 2016, so... Who the fuck? <laughs> um, but Connie's kind of like, he's depressed. Well, actually, let's start out with, so they're all in like their plain clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And no ODM gear, and they're just like, apparently have been ordered to just chill here. Yes. And wait for something and they don't know what. Um, and Connie is just kind of like upset. He's all depressed. He's looking out the window. He's like, my village is so close to here. I wish I could just like sneak out and go see my family. And we get this fun little moment. We get good guy Reiner again where he's like, yo, dude, if you actually want to sneak out, I will help you get to your village. Yeah. Um, and it's a, a sweet little moment. Yeah, Reiner's like, I'll do it. I'll help. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And Connie's like, what, really? <laughs> and then I really like Reiner being like Mr. Detective. And he's like, don't you think it's strange that we're just ordered to sit around in our clothes? Meanwhile, all the other officers are just hanging around fully armed. And he's like, what are they protecting yeah. against? And Connie just goes, I don't know. There's bears around here. And Sasha's <laughs> like, yeah, bears. <laughs> <laughs> they truly are dumb and dumber of this group. <laughs> no, I I would uh I'd pay money to have an attack on Titan animator just animate a fight between a survey corps member and a bear. <laughs> um but Sasha like puts her head down on the table to rest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she like freaks the hell out uh cuz apparently she heard Titan feet through the echolocation of the ground or whatever. I didn't get that. That's the thing. It is? Like how people like put the like like uh, hikers put their ear to the ground to like hear if cars are coming. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, you can because sound travels faster through solid objects than air. Right. Yeah. And like if like consider like how big the Titans are and how many are like charging at this moment yeah. and it's like yeah I, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Mike sniffs the air Sasha hears it on the table there's a horde of titans coming and so this is when everyone finds out that there are now titans within wall rows the wall has been breached and um so Mike immediately just like points to the first guy to his left and is like ride to fucking whatever district everyone is chilling out in are they still in Stoas? Yeah, they're just because remember, this is right after the fight with Annie. They're cleaning up after that. This has just happened. Yeah, so he just points to the first guy he sees and he's like, ride to Stoas and tell them that there are Titans in the wall, uh, which is good instincts. And basically the the uh, like the senior officers or whatever, who are the only ones with gear, come down into the, and this is all the 104th, right? That are yep. stuck inside. This is the 104th that have been ordered to stay inside. Yeah, and they're like, yo... There is no time to gear up. Just get on horses and let's get the hell out of here. So it's really funny. Uh, just a little map detail. I always had wrong in my mind. I thought Stoas was the southern tip of Walshina. Stoas is actually the eastern tip. Oh, really? Ermi. Oh, Air- yeah, because Air- they had another. That's what they call it. That's where yeah, they I- That's where they go. 
And it just that was surprised when I just realized when I was reading the manga that I'm like, wait, <laughs> I've had this map wrong in my whole head this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that name down and I was like, oh shit, is that another titty city? It is a titty city. This one's titty the actual city? southern titties. Titty city. <laughs> yeah, titty yeah, they city. come off their little titties, right? <laughs> but also, okay, so Mike says something when he's up on the tower, like when the Titans show up, that I don't remember exactly what he said, but it, it kind of made me think that he, they were like, and I, I think it was maybe they were just flat out saying this, that they were keeping everyone like stuck inside with no gear to make sure no one else is an imposter. Yeah, so he said something along the lines, there's no Titans amongst the 104th. Right, yeah, he's like, at this point, I'm pretty confident. Yep. So that's like a little reveal that that's why they're being kept there. But these Titans are coming from the South, which is where Connie said his village is. So he's kind of freaking out. Uh, I also think this whole thing is interesting um, going forward in this season. These like uh, B characters that we're now spending time with not having ODM gear. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they have to kind of deal with Titans without like their main weapon. And uh, this big group, the Titans that shows up, they're creepy as fucking hell. Yeah. (laughs) They're all disturbing. (laughs) These are, these are much more disturbing than we saw in season one. Uh, Like for example, we got the big schnoz Titan with the Phineas head. That is not, uh, which is who I, he's 90% nose. This shit. Yeah. Right here. This, this fucking, this cracked me the fuck up when I first saw this. I swear to God, it was, it was so, and they all have the weirdest walk cycles. Yeah. Did you like the moment when they're all walking towards them and they all look over at the Titans and the Titans just like stop for a second and then just flip (laughs) the fuck out and start running? That cracked me up the first time I saw it. Oh my God. Past and future guest and also current editor Chris Rowe loves to do that run uh, when we're in the middle of the forest at night. I also want to say this this fucker, like this dude posing for like a for like a model magazine, also really hey creeps me the oh, fuck out. Yeah, the one that's bashful. Yeah. I hate that one. He, he's shy. He's, like, he's the most disturbing of them all. He's literally he's this emoji. <laughs> he's like, don't look at my fat little belly. Um. I wrote down horses are still epic and so is the music. I I feel like there is a note like the music in the first season is really good, but I feel like there's a noticeable improvement mm-hmm. into season two. Like the compositions are just more interesting. And in season one, there's just kind of like the same couple of tracks that play over and over again. We start to get like new leap motifs and stuff. Yeah. Um, just generally more interesting music. The CGI horses also look a bit better, I thought, in this season. I also noticed that, yeah. I didn't notice, but I wouldn't be surprised. They did look pretty good. Yeah. Like, they kind of have more of, like... In the in the first season, they were kind of like blobs mm-hmm. that were vaguely in the shape of horses. Yeah. Um, and in this, they're, like, actual full, fully, like, built-out models with, like... Some at least like rudimentary muscle structure, like it's just very well done. Yeah, I know I noticed um, that too, and I thought it was really cool looking. All the cadets, so they're all like running away. Um, and the mic is like, All right, everyone scatter. Uh, we're not gonna go back to Stoas or whatever the other nipple city was. Uh, we're gonna go to every village inside of Wall Rose and warn them that Titans are here. Like, we're not gonna have a repeat of the last two times. Yep. And then we get that shot. So I love when the Titans like go insane and start like booking it full <laughs> hog because there's like this insane techno music that starts playing when they do it. Yes. 
I know. Just the perfect shot. They all just have the stupidest fucking walk cycles. I swear to God. I like the one. I like yeah. the one that walks with its arms like a T, and it like is dodging. It's like weaving yeah. back and forth. Swervantine. <laughs> Uh, Mike gets a sick hero movement and or movement moment mm-hmm. where he just like jumps out from the pack to distract these ones that are running and everyone's like, dude, don't sacrifice yourself. And all the veterans are like, nah, dude, that's Mike. He's got this. <laughs> I thought a really interesting detail that I've missed on my rewatch is that they mentioned that he's like second only to Levi in the survey core. Yeah. Which I actually didn't know. Yeah. Like I knew he was good, but I didn't know he was that good. And watching him like make work of these titans is is pretty fun like he he is pretty close to the caliber of levi and this is cutting ahead a little bit but you also are like really seeing his smarts where like later on he's he's like oh i could easily take out these two but i've already bought us enough time like he kind of knows when enough is enough like a good strategic mind um, but we get a cool mid card that kind of starts like giving us the idea of that the walls might be made of titan crystal mm-hmm yeah, that's something we'll be getting to in like the next couple episodes, but they give us a little hint at it. And then the cut after this mid card is wild because we go from all this insanity to just absolute quiet. Uh, it's a shot of the wall, pans down, and it reveals that we're in a flashback. And Aaron's mom is just like, Aaron, you're a little pussy boy. <laughs> uh, fucking, why don't you try defending Mikasa for once? She literally, know, she says like, like, um, she says... Uh, did Mikasa come to your rescue again? And I'm like, ooh. I was, oh. Yeah. Like, ooh, that was, ooh, that one got me. Yeah, we haven't seen Carla in a flashback in a while, so I guess it's no. in due time, right? But she says this, this really interesting thing of like, Aaron, your problem is that you are revealing how weak you are right off the bat. Like, people will think you're much stronger if you, like, hold back and don't reveal your limits. And then we cut back to the room where uh, Aaron is sleeping. Mikasa's still by his side. She's, like, trying to fix her scarf with a little uh, kit. And, um, yeah, uh, someone, Armin bursts down the door, and he's like, yo, there's Titans in Walrose. Let's get, let's get fucking rocking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, before that, Aaron's like, yo, this scarf's a piece of shit. Let me get you a new one. And she's like, but I like this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun interaction. And now this next scene, I would really like Brian to take. Um, because, who oh boy. Uh, we cut back to Mike, who was is doing a great job distracting the Titans. He's like found himself on this like little patch of buildings um, where he's trying to figure out how to make a break for it. And... We see a brand new Titan. Brian, what are your thoughts on the Beast Titan? Is this the one? Um, is it? Is this the Titan that was? It was like laying out. <laughs> Brian's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. I just need. I need refresher. Is this the one that was like splayed out on top of the house? No. No. Wait. Hold on. The Beast Titan. The big fat monkey Titan. Oh, that one. <laughs> That Titan. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're I know what you're talking about. You yeah, had to say one. monkey and that was it. That was the keyword. That was the keyword. Oh, okay. Monkey. I have monkey written, written down in my notes and that's I, it. Yeah, I have ape titan. <laughs> uh, um, I wrote uh fuck fat monkey titan abnormal question mark <laughs> exclamation point. Okay, first of all, fuck this titan because he kills the horse. <laughs> Yeah, right? And that's fucking bizarre Fuck this because Titan. we've yes. like established in the last season that the, the Titans don't go for the horses. Yeah. 
but he kills the horse anyway for no reason. And I, I don't like this Titan at well, all. Well, I think the reason is to try to kill Mike. It with doesn't it. matter. He could have picked up. There were t- fresh trees right there in the ground. He could have used one of those. <laughs> you're right. But he, he goes for the horse. Yeah, you're right. Fuck this Titan. Yeah, I wrote. Uh, my note is what the fuck it threw the horse <laughs> all in caps. I just said not the horse. Sad face. <laughs> My notes are in all caps, what the fuck it grabbed the horse, and then what the fuck it threw the horse. <laughs> um, and I think there's a much more startling detail after this, Brian. You want to talk about that? The fact that it speaks? Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't... It caught me so off guard. Uh-huh. Literally. Like, it, it, all I have in my notes is just talking Titan in all caps with a question mark. And I'm like... Like, I had to do a double take. I had to go back and watch it again to make sure that I just understood that this Titan just spoke. Uh-huh. I'm so Because he says, like, stop, yeah. right? Yeah, he's like, wait. Because he, thro- he Yeah, he throws the horse the, and the, hits the, Mike the, off the The building. big schnoz Titan. He's munching on Mike a bit. Big schnoz. The big schnoz. Yeah, and, and this, this Beast Titan is like, stop, and it doesn't stop, and he comes over and he's like... What did I just say? To and then he you? fucking grabs he his head and just fucking yeah. And we see an eyeball like pop out. <laughs> yeah. And what I think is funny is that he doesn't kill it. Like he's not that mad because um, it regenerates and comes back later. Yeah. It's just like it's like a slap on the wrist, but he just crushes his head instead. But and Brian, we need to get your thoughts on this because he's he's looking over Mike and he's like. What is this weapon here? Like this little thing on your hips that lets you fly. Like he's all curious about the ODM gear. And then he like finds the facts that he ha- that they have swords curious. And he's like, ah, you must know we reside in the nape. Okay. First of all, I don't know what, what's the nape. Is that something that back we've in seen the neck at? right here? That's where oh, Aaron that. comes okay. out of and Aunt Annie comes out of. So this, this Titan is obviously he's smart. Smarter than the most of the other Titans. And he obviously... Smarter than your average monkey. Yeah. And (laughs) he's obviously analytical about situations way more than Titans are. And he understands that all the people that are in the squad, they literally, they go for the back of the neck. So he's got got a brain Mm -hmm. on his shoulders. And it skeeves me out so fucking much that he's so curious about the technology. Wait... Can we call this? Oh boy! Oh yeah, name him. Can we call this Titan? Can we call this Titan uh, the Curious George Titan? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> curious George, hell yeah! yeah. Curious George. <laughs> um, so Curious George is just like, well, I'll be taking that then, and just pops the fucking ODM gear off of Mike. He just and grabs takes it. off. Yeah, Mike has this moment where he's like, uh, "We fight until the very end," and it. The beast titan is just like, oh yeah, almost forgot. Uh, y'all can move again, and all the titans come in and fucking eat the shit out of Mike, which is sad. This, it, it was sad. so that was really brutal. Like that death Mike, at Mike the end brutal. of that episode. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. so fucking brutal. Because he's so tough, second only to Levi, and like still you have that moment where he's just like screaming, "Stop!" And like Ben said in one of the previous brutal. episodes, like. A death by Titan is never a graceful death. Like, it's always just, mm-hmm. it's always really hard to watch. Yeah. And and he's, he's like one of the most experienced Survey Corps members, and we're seeing that frozen in fear. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we don't see, like, Erwin or Hanji or Levi frozen in fear at all. And this, like, Mike's included in that. And it's, like, to see that moment of this Titan hey. talking to him. Hey. What? That's why he's second to Levi. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there is a very creepy and interesting post like uh, credit sequence, but Brian has not watched it yet, so we'll also cover that in the next episode. Oh, oh okay. At the end of we might cover it a bit one? in the spoiler section, though. Wait, I thought he watched the ending. I mean, at the end of all of them, didn't you just watch that, Brian? Oh, wait, you did. Well, no, I just I'm asking if there is there is one at the end of episode one of season two. No, I mean like the ending with the murals. You just watched that, the, right? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Do you remember enough to talk about it though? I remember a bunch of weird imagery, and it's going to give me nightmares tonight. That was about <laughs> it. Uh, all right, fair enough. So there's creepy kids singing. A lot a lot of... It's like, yeah, it's, there's murals on walls. There's also stuff that looks like maybe pages from a book, like a religious book. It gives me like... I spent a semester in Ireland, and, and one of the things I got to see was like the Book of Kells, like this old religious text. And it reminded me of the artwork in that, like just this weird old Catholic art, like the Bible. <laughs> I would, I would, yeah, like the Bible. I would be very curious to see if what you think the ending is showing you, Brian. Yeah, take some notes on like what you're looking at, and then come back to us with some like theories. Like watch it right now? No, just. <laughs> For the future. Oh, okay. All right. Because I also want to know what you think is going on. Because I have a like a vague understanding maybe of what's going on, but I also have a terrible memory and I don't know what I'm actually remembering <laughs> and what I'm making up in my head. Yo, fucking same. Uh, episode two. It's called I'm Home. And it starts out with some other old fan favorites, old Pixies and Hannes. Brief scene with them. Not a ton. Yeah, right? Hannes is kind of, I don't think anything really important happens. No, but Hannes is in, like, Pixie's meeting room. Hannes is kind of a big cheese now, you know? Hell yeah. I love Hannes. <laughs> From being the, dr- the drunk garrison guy who just hung around and did nothing to now he's, like, really in, like, a huge part of the garrison. Yeah, I like to see that boy grow up. We cut, too, like, pretty quickly to Mikasa, Armin, and Aaron, who are kind of gearing up to... Uh, head outside the wall and deal with this uh, Rose Titan situation. And Armin starts slinging theories. He's like, yo, would Titans break a wall that had that's made of other Titans? And like Aaron's like, yo, they've done it before. And Armin's like, no, no, no. They busted through the gates last time. Um, and then he also throws out the fact that there's no cracks or crevices in the walls. Um, which makes him think that it could be made of the same like smooth crystal that Annie's able to form from her Titan body. Yeah, I think it's really cool how we've we've seen this before with Armin. When most people are just content to go about their lives and not really think about things, Armin's kind of bothered by the fact that no one seems to know where the walls came from or how they were constructed. Yeah, everyone else is like, okay, there's Titans and Wall Rose, we need to take care of that. But Armin's like, you guys aren't seeing the eighth dimension of this problem. <laughs> Uh, I like that Hanji has basically adopted Pastor Nick. Like, she's just dragging him around everywhere. <laughs> she's like, Nick and I are best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, Mikasa, Armin, Aaron um, are put in a cart with Pastor Nick, Hanji, and Levi. Um, and they're like, well, obviously, there's a reason uh, Aaron put us together. Mm-hmm. But they head out into Wall Rose to try to do some shit 
help out, I guess. Yeah. And um, this nighttime stuff just looks absolutely incredible with the torchlight. Yeah. And like Erwin leaving the leading the crew. I, I I made a note of the exact same thing, and it it's animated really well, and the shading and lighting is so well done yeah i think it's really cool so something like anime i feel like it happens all the time they'll be like it's so dark i can't see anything but the way it's drawn like it looks perfectly bright yeah <laughs> so it's like it's cool yeah. to see nighttime that looks nighttime when it's drawn yeah and i mean that's a problem in like live action movies too yeah I, that's fair too it's like we can perfectly see everything and they're like i can't see shit <laughs> this this show does do a good job of like drawing that line and then like also like when it's like moonlight out that makes a difference, you know. It conveys mm-hmm. darkness really well. Good darkness. Good darkness. Um we get we get a little banter between uh that crew where uh Levi is like I'll just shoot this dude and um Hanji's like or is it Hanji who says this someone's like yo if this guy is like willing to die and not tell us the secret of the wall titan if this dude's putting that above the fate of humanity like what the fuck could the secret even be so yeah this is after like our Aaron's like huh you know why aren't you telling us <laughs> yeah. anything? You gotta tell us. Aaron to, pulls an Aaron to save humanity. <laughs> you gotta tell us. And then Levi's like, "Yo, we can, we have other methods." And then Hanji's like, "Don't bother, Levi. I've tried." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's when she says what you said—that there's clearly something he thinks that's worth protecting, that's more important than hu- the survival of humanity. And then we cut to really the the meat of this episode which is sasha yes sasha who's been comic relief up to this point gets like a dedicated episode to her basically yeah i really liked her in this episode like i really i really liked it oh a brief thing so when they split off um they're looking for people who know the land and sasha and connie are the two that know the land um so connie breaks off to go like to all the villages but then he's like only if i get to go back to my village and rainer goes with him because he's like i was gonna do it before i'll still do it now um and sasha goes off to her village and she gets there which is like it's a village in the woods um, and we cut to a flashback and we get to see some of like what Sasha's life was like before, you know, Wall Mar- Maria fell. Um, right about when Wall Maria fell, right? Because this is after. Cause yeah, like right before. Right after because like they're coming into the forest. They're talking oh, about after? Titans are like taking over there. They, they were driven out by Titans. So that's why there's more people. Oh, right, right, right. The people are coming in and they're like turning their forests into farmland. Yeah. And so that you get Sasha being pretty much the same character we've already seen her be um with, <laughs> yeah. with her father and her father's like stop fucking eating that get that out of your mouth and she's like <laughs> no and then he's like god damn it i give up <laughs> but her dad is like this redneck cowboy he reminded me of fucking sam elliott yeah dude, he's talking in like a southern drawl um he's got like a cowboy hat like a sick goatee he's got like a poncho yeah um <laughs> And he's really fucking cool. Like, <laughs> I like him. Uh, he's got good perspective on things. Because Sasha's basically like, yo, our way of life is going down the drain. Like, all these people are coming in, all these refugees. They're turning our land into farmland. Mm-hmm. Um, and her dad is basically just like, yeah. And I'm thinking of joining them. Like, I, I'm willing to get rid of my, like, little semblance of tradition and like individuality if it means like protecting the people on mass and 
like moving forward with society and civilization and like letting it continue to live. Yeah. Um, it's just like an interesting little theological discussion they have. I, th- I think it's very important when Sasha's like, I, I want to hold on to the way our ancestors lived. And he's like, well, you can do that. You're fine to do that. Mm-hmm. But don't come begging the people for help that you turned your back on. Yeah. Because the, when you don't get any help, that's on you. Mm-hmm. And it's also just nice to see like a character who is like, like he's an idealist, you know, like he is like very hopeful and believes that humanity can move forward by working together, uh, which you wouldn't normally expect from like a redneck cowboy type. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's an air of wisdom about him. Uh, But we cut back to Sasha and we find out she has Witcher vision. Uh, She's going into her town and she sees Titan tracks. Um, And she follows her to this like cute little it's like a it kind of looks like a French village. Yeah. Um, little Hamlet kind of thing. Yeah. Where she finds this Titan, which is kind of tiny. Yeah, it's a three it's a three meter class. Little Titan. I don't think we've seen one this small yet, have we? No, it's like it's not much bigger than a person. Yeah, and it's just fucking <laughs> munching on this woman who is alive. And this woman's daughter, assumingly, is just in the corner looking very traumatized. What's up, Brian? Um, I have to pee. Can we pause for a second? <laughs> pause to pee? Yeah, I gotta pee. Not actually pause the recording, but just pause the discussion for a second. Yeah, don't stop the recordings. (laughs) Intermission Ah! time. (laughs) Oh, gross. I think think he let a little out when he stood up. I think he did too. Hey, Chris. What? How's it going? Hi. Do you like the episode so far? No. What's your social security number? (laughs) Seven. And your mom's maiden name? Seven. What was your, your first, first pet's, pet's name? name. <laughs> yeah. Jesse. I already know his best friend's name. It's Jesse. Uh, what's your maiden name? Jesse. What's your mom's maiden <laughs> yeah, name? Yeah, Chris, what's your maiden name? What's your dad's maiden name? <laughs> They're British. I think they do that weird tradition, right? His dad probably has a maiden name. Oh, I thought you meant the weird tradition of giving your son a maiden name. Oh, no. <laughs> this is all staying in, right? Yeah. <laughs> Brian's pee break. Chris, can you put over all of this just a faint sound of trickling water? Just make it sound like Brian is peeing in his room. I gotta say, this white tea at a certain point just started tasting like water. Just flat water. Oh no, I'm in the water. Chris is messaging Ah. me right now about like frames he's doing, and he's like, We don't get to Connie's mom yet. I'm like, Yes, we do. We're gonna talk about it in a few minutes. (laughs) I was thinking about taking my phone and taking a video of me peeing so that Chris could use the audio as a transition, but I didn't do it. You fucking should have, dude. I know. I got that idea while I was peeing. I'm very curious to see how he cuts this. <laughs> I'm not. That's how. I'll, I'll make a note. Uh, at minute 50, there's an extra bit he needs to put in. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The, there's just a kid in the corner, like, absolutely traumatized. Okay, so we enter the village with this titan. Yeah. Uh, the mother's being eaten alive. The daughter I, at least i'm assuming their mother and daughter i guess i don't know yep, that for a she fact, says but. that my mother doesn't have good legs uh later oh yeah. fuck you're right you're right um but sasha comes in with a fucking axe and just starts fucking yoking this thing in the neck <laughs> yoking and the tight which is sick as hell the tight doesn't seem to care no which is very bizarre like it has no interest. And I don't know if this is just this specific Titan, because as we we know at this point, like they have like weird personality things. Mm-hmm. But so far, all of these Titans have seemed fucking off. 
Um, and this one especially, like not caring about anything other than just like mindlessly munching. You know? Yeah, this one, this Titan was fucking <laughs> and weird. And it's not even like devouring the mother. Yeah, he's like eating her like a sandwich, just like. <laughs> yeah. Which was so. Oh, dude, now I'm so hungry. It was for so it. brutal. Yeah. Like these last t- couple episodes has some really brutal Titan deaths. Mm hmm. Well, what's even more brutal is that, like, Sasha realizes that she can't kill this Titan, so she grabs the girl and just leaves the mother to be eaten alive. I know, she tiptoes around the Titan. She's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, which is kind of moot anyways, because she runs away with the little girl, and then the Titan is like, oh, maybe I should check that (laughs) out. Just follows him. Um, So Sasha goes back to her horse to, like, make a getaway, but the horse fucking runs away. So now they're stuck, and... um. And she grabs bow and arrow. What? Did you lose what? you again? What? Hello? Oh, no. I thought I heard you say something. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Can I say something, though? Um, but they basically just start fucking booking it. Yeah, what's up? Um, This little girl has some of the deadest eyes I have ever seen. And some of the deadest uh, soul I've ever yeah. seen. So she's like, it's going to be okay. And she's like, no, it won't. <laughs> Everyone's already dead. Like she's so. Or no, she says gone. Everyone's already so gone. She's so fucking like emotionless. It's like so unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get another flashback to Sasha, Ymir, and Krista where Ymir is like, hey, Sasha, we can tell you're trying to hide your accent, dweeb. Just be yourself, nerd. Yeah, Ymir is... It's like this weird... It's a bizarre fucking rant she goes on because it's like, uh, be yourself. Also, I hate you <laughs> and yourself. Ymir is such a interesting character. I also got to say that this scene in particular made me like fall in love with the Ymir and Krista voice actors in the dub. Like They're really good in this scene. They are, yeah. I, I feel like I recognize the voice of Krista from somewhere. I'm going to have to look into who voices her in the dub because it sounded super familiar. Very possible. Voice actors usually just kind of get around. <laughs> That's one way to put it. But yeah, we really find out that like Sasha is considered to be a hick. Like her and her people are like really considered to be like rednecks. Yeah. And are like generally considered to be stupid and like just simple forest folk, I guess. Yeah, and Ymir's picking up on that. The idea is that, like, after Sasha left her village, she's, like, developed this persona of being overly nice to try to fit in, like, overly bubbly and stuff. Yeah, that's basically the flashback. Um, Sasha, so back in, like, real present time, Sasha sends the little girl to, like, run ahead while she, like, is like, all right, our one chance is if I take out this thing's eyes. I shoot my bow and arrow into its eyes. And... She shoots, two arrows misses, shoots one arrow, gets one of the eyes, and then uh, she's like, fuck it, stab time. Yeah, she, this is, <laughs> she's like building up that she's like, she's got to make this shot, she's got to make this shot. Then she just tosses the bow and stabs the arrow in its eye. Yeah, but I like the moment of realization where she's like, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. But then she's like, if I don't do this, she's going to die. Mm-hmm. And like that's what makes her realize, like, I got to play it safe here, like, Maybe not necessarily safe for me because, as we see, she ends up getting like grabbed. Yeah. Um, but like she's got to play it safe for the girl and like make sure she takes out the eye. Yeah. It's also kind of it's cool to see somebody fighting a titan successfully with non ODM gear. I think that's always cool to see in the show when it happens. Yeah, that was, right? yeah, that was really cool that she took out that titan with her bare hands. Yeah. Um, but she escapes. Um, her dad shows up 
along with what I'm assuming is like most of the village, maybe, or at least most of the other forest dwellers. Yep. Uh, they're alive. They've got horses. And they're like, Sasha, you're all right. <laughs> but then we cut to some more crazy shit. I love these episodes because the like first three fourths of the first two episodes are just like normal good attack on Titan episodes. And then the last fourth of both of them are just the most insane shit. Literally, I noticed the same thing. Yeah, right. Um, Connie shows up to his hometown and it's just decimated, like destroyed. Um, and Connie is freaked out. And so he runs back to his house and he sees this Titan, which is, in my opinion, the most disturbing Titan we've seen so far. It's just like blonde hair, huge eyes, huge smile, tiny little fucking arms and legs, but a huge body. And it's like ribs are like stabbing out of its skin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I saw that, it was like, it was actually a little hard to look at. It was so fucking gross looking. Right? Yeah. There's something about this one that's just like, I don't know, it gets to me. Like, I actually had nightmares about this one after watching it the first really? time. <laughs> Yeah, dude, this thing fucking creeps me out. But that's basically the end of this episode, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really important interactions here where they're like, they all kind of freak out at first, and then they see, they're like, why? That Titan can't move. How the fuck did it get here? I think that's at the beginning of the next episode. Is that okay? It might be. Because this next episode, episode three, which is called Southwestward, which is a mouthful. Um, we come like right back into this scene and like we find out that there's no survivors in the town and everyone's just like trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Um, specifically Pompadour Man, who I like. I really like Pompadour Man. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Alcoholic, as we find out later. Yeah. But like some of the things people are noticing, it's like nobody's here, but there's no blood. Like if Titans had eaten the people, there would be blood. So everyone's like, well, okay. So everyone escaped the town. But the horses are still here. Yeah, the Pompadour man doesn't uh, really want to talk about that because everyone's just gotten hopeful again. But he's like, that seems off to me because the horses are all here. And then why would they destroy the buildings if there were no people here? And then we get like this disturbing moment as they're trying to leave where uh, Connie like looks back at this Titan on top of his house. And it like almost says a word to him. It does. Yeah, it does I, say it. I don't know if you guys caught it, but it does say something. It does. Oh, does mm -hmm. it? I didn't know it was like discernible because I did it, not. It, it is discernible. The, dude, the other dude on the horse comes along and he says like, it's all in your head. Reiner. Yeah. 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 Which I, now I'm questioning if it really was in the dude's head or not. Reiner comes up and he's like, get fucking get into shape, Connie. We gotta get <laughs> out of here. Just cause you're everyone in your town's alive. What? What? What'd you My say, Brian? Is so fucking what? bad. I said that a little bit yeah i said that um if what did, what the fuck did i say um <laughs> i can't remember something that i just said like 10 seconds ago you, hey. you said that he you i think you asked was it all in his head oh yeah that's what it was yeah because the dude says like oh it's all in your oh. head and now i'm questioning if it was actually in the dude's head or not or if he okay that titan was actually trying to talk to him Wait, what'd she say? Do you want to know? Do you, should I what? say the phrase? I mean, it gives it to you in the sub. I don't know. Yeah, I want to know what she says. It says, well, welcome home, I think. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. 
<laughs> so, Brian, what's your theory? Because we got a lot of information here and a lot of fucking questions. Um, so, what what do you think happened here? Maybe the dude's tripping balls. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Connie's just on some fucking acid. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you can read that. It's kind of creepy. Oh, shit. That's on. I look at the camera. Oh, gross. Ew. Poor Connie, dude. He's going through it. <laughs> but so, because I, I vividly remember watching this episode and just being like so fucking... Like, I was scrambling to try to figure out what the hell is going on here. Like, like what do you think happened with the no blood and the destroyed buildings? Nobody in sight. I have no... I, I, I don't know. I don't... Like... Fair enough. I don't know. It's so... It literally... It leaves room for so many questions. It's almost like one of those unexplainable mysteries, you know? Yeah. Like, Dietlov's past or something. Um... I mean, maybe people evacuated the town or something because Titans took it over. And then the Titans just punched through the ceilings trying to. It's a bunch. Find it's a bunch human. of Kyles. It was, oh, shit. It's a bunch of Kyle Titans. <laughs> Punch it through the drywall. <laughs> but we, we, we see that like the 104th have alerted every single village that there are Titans in the wall. And so now the mission is to scour the wall and try to find the hole that they came through. Um, we get a little scene with Ymir and Krista. Man, those two are just such good friends. Um, it's very suspicious dialogue, too, between them. Yeah, right? Um, I think it's kind of cute that, like, Chris, how relieved Krista is when she, when Ymir lies to her and says, like, I'm just doing this for myself. I'm not worried about you. Yeah, no. And Krista's like, oh, thank God. There's a very interesting line Ymir uh, throws, or yeah, Krista throws out to Ymir when she's kind of asking. So this is a point when, you know, Ymir first asks the Survey Corps uh, officer, she's like, yo, can Krista and I leave? We don't have ODM gear. So oh, yeah. there's a Titan, we're dead. And the officer's like, that's what you signed up for. Anyways, I need a messenger. And then Krista's <laughs> like, you don't, yeah. you don't have to worry. And she starts interrogating Ymir of like, why are you here? What is it because of me? And Ymir's being like, no, no, I, shut up. And then Krista's like, is it because of my family? And Ymir kind of brushes that off. Um, so yeah, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> I wish I remembered because <laughs> I don't. Um, I like how they keep track of time in these episodes. Like all three of these episodes, we get a lot of like specific timestamps that are like 12 hours before the Titans appear, like three hours after the Titans appear, things like that. Yep. Um, like there's a very good sense of time. Like this all kind of takes place within 24 hours. We get a little scene with, I think her name was Rika or Rico. Yeah. So we've seen lines. her before. She was with the trust. She was one of the uh, leaders of the trust. Oh, uh, when, when Aaron sealed the hole, yeah. it was so pixies chose three of them. Right. Um, and she was one of those three, like the, the elite, right, right, right. the elite garrison. We also get to see the captain that nearly killed Aaron and he's kind of, he's showing some growth. He's on the battlefield and he's not a little scared pussy anymore. Yeah, but he's still just fucking calling those cannons. Well, he's on the battlefield. That's, that's a step for him. Right. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> They're like luring a Titan towards these cannons and then they like blast it. And this Titan is actually going to be my submission for a tilt because that thing's got a butt on it. Dude, <laughs> I literally took a picture. They're like false face first into the house. Hold on. Did you? I literally took a picture of this thing's ass. Fuck yeah. Brian's taking pictures. This dude is fucking <laughs> thick. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like literally the, these past couple episodes has such good titans that I had to take pictures of them. Right. We do get a little scene. I think it's with Hannes, right? And he's like, all right, this is kind of weird. We're hanging out by these walls trying to find this hole. Shouldn't there be titans by the walls? Yep. Like he kind of poses that question. And then we get, I really love, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, yeah, Hannes is getting very suspicious of the situation. Yeah. And I love this scene that comes next of like, it's nighttime it's pitch black and they're walking around with their torches. They can barely see anything in front of them. And it's like a fucking horror movie. <laughs> um, is it Pompadour Man? I think it's Pompadour Man mm-hmm. who's like imagining all the Titans creeping up on him. Yeah, Uh-oh. I think it, it. we really kind of, once again, subverting subverting expectations. I think this show's trying to build it up like there's going to be a Titan like springing out of the darkness. And we don't get oh, that. Dude, I was, I was so fucking tense watching this the first time. So fucking tense. I was so scared. I know he's he's like he, he he's in charge, so he's like he doesn't really want to show it to the other like the survey core recruits, but he's <laughs> yeah. like clearly so freaking it the hell out. He's like <laughs> that's what he's doing. <laughs> but the um so the Connie Pompadour team runs into the Krista Ymir team. Um and the Krista Ymir team is like, they're both just like, hey, so you're you're looking for the whole two? And they're like, yeah, we're looking for the whole two. And both teams are kind of just like, oh, so then uh, where is it? Yeah, no, they're both like, where's the hole then? Uh, and yeah, there's no fucking hole apparently. So these Titans came from somewhere, but it wasn't from out. Um, and so basically they're like, yo, we would love to go back right now, but the horses are too tired. We got to find a place to camp for the night. Uh, the clouds part, the sun com- or the moon comes out, and they're able to spot this like ruined castle in the distance. Yes. So they head off to that, um, and then we cut back to Aaron and the crew, um, and Hanji's looking at this piece of crystal that she got from Annie's body, and Levi has this fun snarky line of like, when did you become a geologist? And uh, she basically explains like, Yo, this crystal didn't disappear when we like took Annie out of her Titan form, which means like theoretically, if Aaron could do the same thing and harden around like the holes in the walls, he could like pop out of his Titan form and then we could patch those holes up without having to like bring any gear to do it or like move any boulders or anything. Because I think it's worth noting the first hole that they like covered with a boulder, it was like kind of a miracle situation. Like there just happened to be this massive boulder in that city. It's really funny how Hanji is talking about this stuff and the only other person that's getting excited is Armin. <laughs> yeah. There's a point where like he tries to like say something and then Hanji like shoves her hand in his his face and she's like yeah, yeah. let me get to it no they do the thing where hanji's like so if we bring aaron to the wall and then armin's like we can have him patch the and then she like shuts him up and she's like it's not polite to steal someone <laughs> else's thunder i love that i fucking love hanji um but then she's like so aaron do you think you can do it and like aaron's just like oh, i don't know and levi basically says do or do not there is no try um <laughs> But he basically says the same thing Pixis says to Aaron up on the wall, which is repetitive, <laughs> repetitive. I was kind of hoping Aaron would have some character growth. He said, I'd say he says, says it not quite as nicely as Pixis does. It's basically the same thing as Levi. He said this before, but he's like, that's an order. Yeah. Um, but they get to wherever the fuck they're going. I don't know where they're at now. Oh, they're at their Armich or whatever. Armich, whatever this southern yeah, nipple city is. I think it's is. like Armich. Yeah. They're basically like, we got to. Oh, okay. So, Pastor Nick 
gives them a name, right? He's like, I can give you one thing, and it's a name that like we were told to look out for by the gods or whatever. Yeah, some um, the higher force like, he, re- he references. This made me laugh so fucking hard when he's like, and the name of that person is... And then Sasha kicks down the door and she's like, Sasha! Yeah, Sasha Blouse reporting for duty. And I thought, and I thought at this time too, that like, because Aaron immediately is like, oh my God, could it really be? And I thought Aaron was so fucking stupid that... <laughs> he thought like Sasha showing up was the reveal. Yeah. But we find out like Sasha's like, oh, I'm here. I got a message. I got all this stuff. I got to talk to Aaron as quickly as possible. And everyone's just like, oh my God, this can't be. We trained with her the whole time. She was in the 104th. And then it turns out they did hear the name. It's Krista. Yeah. And Sasha, f- finally they're paying attention to Sasha. <laughs> she gives her report to Hanji. Dude, no, she fucking like runs up and she's like, guys, seriously, I got a note for Erwin. Yeah. And Aaron's like, Sasha, when did you yes, get here? He runs into her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but fucking everyone's got a bona for Krista, dude. Like Armin needs to calm down. He's like, <laughs> Krista, but she's hot. (laughs) He says she has long blonde hair and she's really cute. (laughs) Yeah. She's also very tiny. She's like, I think she's less than five feet tall if I remember my attack on Titan height charts right. (laughs) She's very short. But we cut back to the tower. Fucking Titans just... This all happens really quick. We cut back to the Titan, the tower. Titans start storming it. The Beast Titan shows up and like climbs the wall. Which is creepy. Yeah, they see the Pompadour guys like, everyone up here, there's Titans. I love the Pompadour guy because as the Titans like run up to the walls, he's like, hey, no, you guys stop. Stop that. Yes. Don't climb that wall. <laughs> like, get out of there. Um, and my favorite line is at the end of his rant, he screams, I've earned the right to get trash." Yeah, he's like, I should be drinking alcohol right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, but the... The vets fly down uh, to start taking on the Titans, and that's pretty much it. We, like, end on this really cool shot of just, like, uh, Aaron and the crew just hauling ass to get to that castle to, like, get to Krista. And yeah, that that's the episodes. Um, I don't think we've rated any of these yet. We did not. Oh, we didn't. Um, and I am going to give these three episodes just a blanket uh wall rose because i like them yeah that's that's probably where i'm feeling now these are there we get really good action really good storytelling mm-hmm. um amazing visual effects i think trust or not trust wall rose is probably pretty a four out of five pretty solid rating yeah it just very fucking well balanced episodes and just like a strong way to start out a season oh uh, hold on a second i have to pull up my my handy dandy map here for Sullivan's rating system that is not at <laughs> all flawed and is imperfect in every single way. Thank you. I appreciate that. Can you say it one more time, but closer to the mic? Sullivan's absolutely perfect rating system that is not flawed in any <laughs> any way whatsoever. Oh, wow. Thanks again. Uh, I'm I'm in the same boat as you guys. Chris, I, want, I love, also want to give it music. a rose. What? Hell yeah. <laughs> Chris, play the love theme from Titanic. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm same boat. So fun trivia fact that I forgot to mention. Um, episode 27, Sasha's episode. In the original script, yeah. Isayama wanted to kill Sasha at that point. No. And the editor lo- loved Sasha so much that the story goes, they went to the bathroom, cried, 
came back and convinced Isayama that it wasn't like fitting for the story oh for God. her to die. <laughs> Holy shit, I love that. God damn. That's incredible. Thank God, too, because I, I like Sasha and I like the rapport between Connie and Sasha. I don't know if I'd like Connie as much without her. Yes, yeah, Sa- Connie and Sasha have a very, very notable dynamic to them. Uh, Brian, how are you feeling at the beginning of season two? It, it fucking moves, doesn't it? Yeah, honestly, I'm so far. I'm digging season two a little bit more than one. Really? More than one? Yeah, because I, th- I don't know. I've like the way that the story is flowing a lot better in season two. And it, I feel like it keeps my interest a lot more. Yeah. Like there's a killer reveal or a killer hook. Like, I don't like cause season one does this too, right? Where there's like always a good cliffhanger at the end, but this season it's like the fucking beast Titan at the end of episode yeah. one, you know, yeah. like that insane, uh, fucking warped Titan in Connie's village at the end of episode two. Like, I just feel like the caliber of these like reveals and cliffhangers are just like insane. Like they're season finales almost. Yeah, we're starting to see like better looking Titans and like just more interesting Titans Mm -hmm. already just in the first three episodes. For sure, yeah. Do you have any theories uh, thus far going forward? Any like is anything becoming any more clear to you or is it all just confusing? I'll be honest with you. Fuck, I'm lost. I'm really lost. I don't I don't know. <laughs> How do you think this battle at the tower is going to turn out? Because that's where we're at right now. I don't think it's going to end favorably for for our main characters. <laughs> I don't think it will. I think it'll turn out really bad. I liked your phrasing there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a pretty safe prediction for any episode of the show. Literally, because you never... You never know what the hell's going to happen. Right. Fucking Armin could die in the next episode. Another good question, <laughs> I think, to ask at this point. Why do you think the church is interested in Krista? Because what what was it that they... what? So we hear... So in Ymir and Krista's interaction... You guys like talked about it at, at the beginning of the episode, and I, I, I remember I was going to say something about it. And then it like completely escaped my mind about Krista about like the church knowing it. The biggest piece of information we have is really just that scene between Ymir and Krista where she says something about like her family. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's something notable about her family, but we don't know what. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't have to dwell on it. We're at an hour 20. <laughs> um, spoilers. Yeah. You got anything else, Brian, to say? Oh, shit. There's a, there's a Krista pop Funko. Don't look shit up. Don't Google shit. <laughs> You're in very dangerous territory, Brian. Yeah, never ever Google but shit. But there's a there's a pop uh, Funko, right. dude. So next <laughs> pop Funko. Why do you say it like Heather? <laughs> Why? Heather How's it pronounced? Funko too. Listen, I don't like Funko Pops, but I know that Funko they're called pops. Funko okay. Pops. <laughs> Whatever they are, they're fucking great. Oh my god. Anyways. Uh, if you haven't seen our schedule yet, uh, you can check it out on our Instagram at Tea Time with Titans or on our Twitter at Tea Time Titans. Uh, I wish I had a schedule. Next week, we are going to be watching season two, episodes four and five. So only two episodes next week. That's guys. very important, Brian. Don't go to that sixth. Very important. Only two episodes next week. Only two? Four and five. Wait, why? All right. Only two. You'll see. Okay, fine. God, just leave me in the fucking dark. Uh, So we're moving on to the spoiler territory. 
if you have not seen uh, past this point in the show, uh, please, God, turn this off because you don't want to be spoiled. We are spoiling, spoiling shit out to season three. So if you haven't watched season four yet, we're not going to touch anything in season four. It hasn't come out yet, uh, but it will be coming out soon. So we need to put that that little asterisk in there. Brian. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. I'll, I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say anything creepy after you log off a of Discord. <laughs> I'm going to. All right, bye, Brian. Hey, Chris. Um, I don't know if you're gonna use this or not, but um, I just want to say that Sullivan is um gay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, spoilers, dude. I have so much for uh season two, episode one. <laughs> This one was fucking jam-packed with shit. Yeah, I'll be honest. If we thought Reiner and Bertholdt were sus in season one, they're extra shady, <laughs> extra shady this season. One of the first things I noticed was I'm wondering if Reiner is like so into the idea of helping Connie get home because like as we know later, like these guys have a lot of issues with just wanting to fucking get home, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I wonder if, like, because, like, later we get all the shit, his identity crisis shit, and, like, I'm really seeing, like, the seeds of that starting to get planted because he really is, like, starting to relate to Connie a bunch yeah. in this episode. Well, these episodes. Fucking, the way he says to Holt, like, he runs over and he's like, do we know if the wall is Yes, oh my god. I also, before this, I like, I, I made a note, a joke. It's more of a joke, but Reiner and Holt playing a game of chess literally while they're always figuratively playing a game of mental chess. Yeah, dude. Like, I and there's so much, like, so much props to the voice actors, too, because the way he says it yes. is, like, it's so perfect, it's, you know? There's such like an emphasis on, like, I think um, in the sub, it's something along the lines of, like, has the wall been breached? Uh-huh. <laughs> he says that direct, and it's like, and it's in a whisper, too. It's, like, very clearly in a whisper directed at Holt. Oh, okay. I got to point out, I just got a text from my friend, uh, Noah McMullen, who just said, if Brian doesn't learn your fucking rating system, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> and he better start drinking some kind of fucking tea. Consider this a threat. <laughs> Hi, Noah. <laughs> Thanks for your input. Do you like Reiner and Bertolt? <laughs> has he seen the whole show? He has, yes. Okay. At least I think he has. If not, he's probably getting close at this point. So Reiner also like immediately peels off with Connie, which could just be like him relating to him more, but I think it's also probably him and Bertholdt wanting to go down and see what the fuck is going on, right? Because Connie is going to go down to the south. Yeah, definitely. Uh, quickly, I f- which is where... The- I kind of wonder if... Um, I don't think we ever really figure out Reiner and Bertolt. I wonder if they, like, break off to, like, go find stuff out or do snooping around. And it makes me wonder if Reiner's doing that. Like, that's why he wants to go oh, with Connie. Yeah, right. But it's hard to tell. Because, like, I don't know if they know that Zeke's here at this point. Like, he's just hanging around... Yeah, it seems to, it, I don't think it they seems do. like a surprise. So I don't think they know. Yeah, they seem very panicked. They this do. whole episode. I, and I just love to think about it. They're both thinking like, wait, if you didn't break the wall, and I <laughs> didn't break the wall. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the exact fucking face. They have. Uh, and I love when Ryan is like, um, 
in Bertolt, you're coming with us too, right? Yes, yes. him being, Ber- he's like, Bertolt will be coming with us too, right, Bertolt? And Bertolt's <laughs> just looking at him like, yep, uh, I'm coming. And also, just like from a narrative perspective, this is such perspective, perspective. This is such a good fucking diversion right before the reveal, you know? Yeah. Like having the walls break and having like Reiner and Bertolt not be there. I also wonder if Reiner wants to get away with Connie because I think he's picking up on the fact that the Survey Corps is watching them in the 104th because Erwin suspects that Annie's not alone. Oh, yeah. I think Reiner's picking up on, like, we're being watched because I think they're looking for Annie's allies. Oh, yeah, he absolutely is because he has that line at the beginning where he's like, don't you think this is all a little fishy? Yeah. Um, I thought, and, like, I don't know if this shit gets explained in season three. I think it's very interesting that Zeke doesn't know about the ODM gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, he doesn't know about what the fuck has been going on inside the walls, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember how, like... Like I said, bad memory. No, I think this is um, I think this is Zika's first time inside the walls. Um, as far as I think as we know. Okay. Yeah, I think this is as far as we know. This is his first time inside the walls. And then the fucking credit sequence. I feel like I need to watch it like six more times before I could even start picking apart. <laughs> I think. I think. What it, the fuck. I think for next episode to be really fun if we do Brian's take and then in the spoiler section you do your take. Oh man, because. Some of it, some of the imagery I recognize from season three. Some of it I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just insane to me that it's just flat out showing it. I don't know if I had any, maybe I had one or two. No, I don't have anything for two. Did you have anything for two? Doesn't look like it other than, I mean, it is interesting how we're starting to see the devotion of the wall church uh, to keeping this secret that, you know, they know the whole truth of the world. They know that about the founding tie-in, the way it's changed everyone's memories, and that there's a whole world outside the walls. Mm-hmm. And I think that knowledge is passed down through the wall church from the 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 royal, the true king. Um, because we see, like, later on in season three, like season three, part one, we get those flashbacks with Kenny, and he shows uh, Yuri, I think his name was, Yuri, uh, like leading a secret sermon. It's like this weird, like enclosed church with all the like priests. Um, but I think that's interesting, like how devout they are to holding the truth. Yeah. Like knowing what Nick is holding back mm-hmm. is weird. Oh, and I also have Reiner in this episode is just like you can see him having a really hard time and like really starting to become conflicted between like his friendship with Connie and then also trying to get Connie to not sniff too much into what's happening. Yeah, and so I think once uh I don't know how quickly Bertolt and Reiner can pick it up. They're they're aware of what Zika can do, that he can kind of summon Titans. And we see that in season three part two with the fight, that these Titans just appear out of seemingly nowhere. And I'm curious mm-hmm. when they know that this is Zika's work. Right. I feel like once they get to Connie's village, they start to be able to like put together. Yeah, because Connie's starting to piece it together. So I have a feeling Reiner knows at that point. Like these yeah. Titans and, didn't come from the walls. Like this tight, these Titans yeah. like were summoned here or something. All of like Pompadour's little uh, things that he notices. I'm absolutely sure that Reiner and Bertolt are also picking those things up. Yep. Uh, episode three, there's the one very big one, which is 
uh, they throw in, and I don't know why they even throw this in in this episode, but it's Reiner being like, how can you read this? And then he's like, are you? And then like Ymir's looking panicked, but it's yeah. like two seconds. Yeah, we get we get to see that scene a bit more later, I think, at some point. Um, but yeah, they, we do. Yeah, this the and we we have. I mean, as a first time viewer, you don't <laughs> you don't know what to make of that at all. Uh-huh. When Ryder looks so freaked out when he's looking at it, and it's clearly not yeah. written in Paradisian, whatever language they use, and he's like looking uh-huh. at Ymir, like, "How the fuck can you read this?" And Ymir looks equally freaked out, and. This is one of the like very, very, very vivid memories I have from watching this the first time was like seeing that. And then that was all I could think about. I think I had to like go to work or something and I couldn't watch the next episode for like eight hours. And that was all that was on my mind. I was like, what the fuck was that little scene? Yeah. And we, she kind of, um, when we see it later to see her, like just pet, I think she realizes her mistake when she just goes, ah, herring. And Reiner's like, oh, let yeah. me let me see. And she like hesitates for a second and she hands it over. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. The next couple of episodes are going to be a doozy. The mention from Krista about her family. Mm-hmm. There's those little lines there, uh, which we're starting to get a hint that there's something special about Krista that we don't know at this point. Yeah. And that's all I had. Here's something that you wouldn't know about that I think is really cool, worth mentioning. Yay. So there's the... It's in the manga, and it's one of the. It became one of the OVAs. It's like at the beginning of volume two or three, I think. Uh, it's about this Survey Corps soldier who got separated from the group. They're like running on foot in Titan territory, and they come across a Titan that doesn't kill them. And the Titan kind of bows to the person and says, "The Titan talks too," and they start talking, saying something along the lines of "Subject of Ymir," as they're bowing. Oh, um, and so. There's a very particular reaction from Hanji when Armin says, oh, she's always hanging around Ymir. And Hanji looks like freaked out when Armin, I think it's Armin that says that or Aaron. Oh, yeah, you're right. And it's hard to know that without having either read the manga or seen the OVA. But like Hanji had read that notebook from that dead Survey Corps member and learned of that. And so that's why Hanji looks so freaked out. Um, by that I did notice that like little reaction and I was confused by it (laughs) and then the very end the absolutely stunned reactions of Reiner and Berthold as Connie is like yo that Titan looks whack guys right and he turns to Reiner and (laughs) Berthold and they're just they're both just completely speechless frozen oh man clearly did not expect Zeke to show up right I'm really fucking hyped. Yeah, season two. Uh, the next couple episodes. <laughs> Brian's not really going to get many answers, just a lot more questions. Right, and I am definitely going to be telling him to, because uh, I forgot to, but telling him to set up a voice recorder so we can get some live reactions, because I meant to do that for the Beast Titan, and I completely forgot to, so I'll make sure to do that next week on Tea Time with Titans, <laughs> when we're going to be watching episodes of... Four and five of season two. Uh, watch them and come back next week for another fucking fantastic discussion. Uh, if you like this show, you'll also probably like our other podcast called Ravnik Avengers, which is a real play D&D podcast, uh, which stars uh, me and Ben, as well as a bunch of other people such as past and future guests, Joanna and Chris Rowe and Casey Clark. I almost forgot to mention him and I would have felt bad. <laughs> You'll have to bleep her bleep her last name. Oh fuck. Yeah, okay. Chris, Chris do that. Do the thing. Put in the 
uh, love theme from Titanic. <laughs> Uh, also, check out Frankly, I Love Movies, uh, our movie review podcast hosted by Josh Wall, uh, who hopefully will get onto this podcast eventually. Right now, we're doing holiday-themed movies. We're on Christmas movies. And in fact, yesterday, uh, the first Christmas episode came out, and it is Elf with Noah Holloway uh, from the YouTube channel Paragoya Illusions. And it's a fucking great episode. It is super long and super fun. Check it out. Um, and yeah, we'll see y'all next week when we do some more tightening. <laughs> <laughs>